Hey guys, welcome to another episode of What's the Tea with Cam. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. So tonight is going to be a bit more of a serious topic, something that I have been debating to put out there or not. It's been an internal conflict whether I should or shouldn't talk about this because I have never talked about it publicly since it happened last year. And among other reasons that I'm definitely going to speak about this, I think I'm ready to talk about it. And if something were to trigger me, then this episode would not be up. I apologize, but I really need to wait for myself to be completely ready. I'm going to try to speak about it. And this is real life. You know, sometimes we think a certain thing and sometimes it's not the way we initially thought. And that's fine. It's trial and error everything at its time at its due time okay and i'm gonna be sharing my experience so let's go ahead and get started with this so september last year i was sexually assaulted by somebody i met on a dating app specifically okay cupid I actually have an issue with dating apps. I have an issue with dating in general because I am diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and that definitely does put a strain on my potential or actual relationships. And some to that, I also suffer from social anxiety and that makes it super hard to meet people you know i definitely have a hard time i wouldn't conventionally meet people say at a bar or at a cafe or at a coffee shop like walk up to them and say you know what hi you're really cute can i have your number i would never do that because of my social anxiety i found it really hard to meet people that way so i figured online dating was the option for me because i didn't have to see them on the first date or I didn't have to see them, like, approach them awkwardly and, you know, muster up the courage to talk to them. It was just as easy as swiping, matching, and then we would talk a little bit, maybe exchange numbers, social media, and then exchange a few messages, maybe FaceTime, see how things went, and then I could make a decision on if I actually wanted to meet the person or not. So, that worked for me. I started swiping mindlessly i'd say at first and then i actually had a ton of matches this is not meant to sound cocky in any way but it's just reality of how i recall it happening so i remember matching with a ton of guys i did not follow through with every one of them i started talking to a few and then i kind of filtered my conversations and they became less and less people until it became about three people that I ended up like actually continuously talking to. And one of those three people was a guy that I will not mention his name because I'm not very comfortable mentioning his name. Let's call him John. So John was, okay, fuck it, you know what, I'm name dropping in this bitch, I don't give a fuck, you know, 
out of all the things, I should not be concerned about him and his name. So this guy's name was Daniel, and he seemed really charming. He seemed extremely nice and, you know, super, like, he texted really long messages. I became really comfortable talking to him. He told me a little bit about his story, like, his background, where he was from, his hobbies. We found out that we had so many commonalities like our music taste was similar we listened to the same artists we like to do similar things we were both part hispanic so there was a cultural factor in there and then i think this was love bombing like i actually do think this was love bombing there is no way that this was genuine but in that moment like maybe it was my bpd maybe it was me or my need for someone to talk to or someone to actually make a genuine connection with, I thought that he was being genuine. I was like, oh my God, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the guy that, you know, I should get to know and maybe something more will come out of this. Who knows? But I started speaking more and more to him and as time went by, approximately two months or three months we were talking continuously he sent a long long paragraph saying you know what you already have my heart girl like i don't have to keep looking you are literally my perfect woman i think that you and i were like a perfect match i can't wait to see you to be with you like you got a man basically stuff like that that kind of sounds like super whimsical but kind of too good to be true So I was like, okay, I don't know how to take this. I was kind of doubting, but at the same time, I kind of went with the flow. I was like, okay, let's go ahead and give this guy a chance. He doesn't seem like he could do any harm. He just seems overly excited or something. So I was like, okay, I kind of found it cute. Um, But then we went ahead and started talking more sometimes what I found really weird is that sometimes he would disappear he would randomly kind of ghost for like a few days at a time and he would blame it on his phone and say did you get my last text I'm sorry I'm not getting your text and saying that his texts were automatically deleting themselves when he has an iPhone I have an iPhone and I know that that is practically impossible unless you set that in settings and there is not even an option that you can set where text delete like one in at like on the same day like i don't see that as possible it's just it's a longer period of time when they delete you know and i was like okay whatever i kind of found that weird but i was like well maybe he's busy and he doesn't really want to admit it like i don't know so we went ahead and kept talking from april last year i want to say until july that's when i actually went back to the states i was in mexico living at the time and i was gonna go deal with some personal stuff in the u.s he was located in the u.s so i was like okay let's go ahead and see if we can meet towards the end of that period towards july like the closer the time came for me to go to the u.s he would kind of start texting me about hanging out, like, I actually want to meet you in person, I want to see, like, um, I want to hang, I want to vibe, I want to, like, 
he would literally say he wanted to build a foundation for us to have a relationship like a lasting long relationship he would always say like oh my god i know this is gonna last like i want the real thing with you and stuff like that so i kind of went with it but i actually started to get a little iffy at the time because he would say he would bring up sex a lot like explicit messages and stuff that he wanted to do and i was like okay yeah sometimes i would play along other times i would be like okay but i don't want to do this immediately i want to get to know you first obviously like establish a connection with you you know what i mean like i don't want to rush into anything and then (laughs) i think that another very apparent red flag came by so he actually told me that he wanted to meet up in an airbnb he wanted to meet me at an airbnb i knew and now that i reminisce i'm like why the fuck would you meet somebody in an airbnb for the first time that is a major red flag that is a fucking that is like (laughs) the mother of red flags what the fuck you know but at the time i don't know I told him several times, I don't think that this is a good idea. If you want to drink some alcohol, have a few drinks. Why don't we just meet at a bar or, you know, go to a club, go wherever, you know? I'm Why necessarily an Airbnb? And he would, when I would say that, he would immediately be dismissive. He would say, why are you talking to me like this? I guess you don't want to be with me in reality. I guess that you're, he started gaslighting the situation and gaslighting me. And now I know that it was that. But at the time, I was just like, wow. Maybe he has a specific reason. I I know I drank that dumb bitch juice. And I will always regret that so much. But um, he definitely said that. And he he refused to go to a bar. And then he would say, the only reason why I say in an Airbnb or hotel is because I don't want to to go home all fucked up or drunk or anything i was like okay well why don't i uber why don't we uber he would again put the same bullshit excuses up and use the same excuses like no you don't want to be with me like i guess you don't want to do this then just manipulative shit he would do and i told him you know what i don't i don't think so and when he said okay he said something that I'm never going to forget when I was arguing with him back and forth about the Airbnb. He said, okay, I'm sorry I bothered to stick around. Like, I... And I was like, wow, are you seriously saying this right now? And I was like, okay, well, delete my number. Like, um... You know, just forget me, essentially. And he would say, I'm sorry, I tried. And he was like, I told him, well, what do you mean you try? Like, what are you talking about? Then he said, I did try. Did I not wait for you? And then I was like, is he seriously being like this right now? And then another thing he would say is that he met people, even as friends, when he met people online or wherever, he would meet them at an Airbnb with no intentions to fuck. That's what he said. No intentions to have sex, just to have a conversation with them or drink or smoke weed or something like that or just talk watch netflix i don't know and he gave me this bullshit 10 minute audio message explaining why 
and he was like i meet these people like this in airbnbs because for me it's how you really get to know people it's how you really experience a person when you sleep in the same facility that's what he said and wake up like with them in the morning and see how they are that's how you get to know the real person and i was like i mean it sounds hella weird it does but it kind of makes a little bit of sense and then i was just like i don't know what to even think of him and i didn't say yes or no but i i was very 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 specific about something i told him you know what i don't have the intentions to have sex with you so don't even think that because i feel like you are you know you're pushing it too far and i already explained that i need to get to know you first and that's what happened he agreed and he said he sent me text messages saying that he was not gonna push me to do anything and that he totally understood and that he was not pressuring me whatsoever he even sent me the 10 minute audio message saying that it didn't matter that the night that i was implying a lot of things basically and that it could really end in me sleeping in the bed and he would sleep on the couch with no problem so stuff like that continued to happen and somehow this man just managed to gain my trust like he managed to actually make me believe that those were his intentions so the next thing i know it's july august and months are going by you know we started talking in april and it's now august and he sends me a bunch of audio messages like when are we linking girl stuff that really sounded genuine i can't believe somebody would act like this just to get what they want like go out of their way and actually play the part this man played the part so well when i tell you this man was like completely believable he was that and a bag of chips like oh my gosh he played the part so well that i couldn't even realize you know and he told me that he wanted to build a solid foundation for us and he explained how he was in a relationship and that he was so interested in me and and only me he wanted to actually have a long-lasting healthy relationship with me so i definitely like that was what i wanted at the time like he was telling me what i wanted to hear i guess but for me it was coming from him genuinely and i didn't have the capacity to discern if this was true or not so i went ahead and uh, you know showed him mutual feelings so the day came it was september 20th i remember and we agreed to go i agreed to go and meet him at an airbnb we went he made me he changed the location last minute we were deciding to go into dc or the outside the suburbs of dc and he changed it to another location without even letting me know beforehand i knew that this was a red flag people i knew it but somehow i still went through with it i still went through with it and i still got into that uber 
and Ubered like for 45 minutes to get to where he was. It took him like an hour to even let me in or come like or confirm that he was in there. I don't know. God knows what he was doing. Um, and then I, I had to buy like some alcohol because I know, I know this is such a degrading situation and this is why I did not want to even talk about it, but let me go ahead and finish my story and then I'll talk about how it's affected me and how, what I really think of it a year after. So I went in, he actually obviously made a fool out of me. He got so mad because he originally intended for me to stay the night and um I told him no I couldn't do it a few days before I knew that something was wrong because a few days before I I started to think of ways to to get myself off the hook with him like I did not want to go I was starting to have doubts in my mind like should I actually do this should I not and I tried to make up stuff like situations that would get me off the hook that would make me avoid meeting up with him and I finally came up with an excuse he was really really mad I remember like he started cussing me out and saying you know what I knew some fuck shit was gonna happen if you decided to come like if you like every time we make plans some fuck shit always happens I knew you were gonna come out with this I shouldn't have trusted you and now I'm gonna even lose my own money and I was like I'm paying for half of the place. Like, how the fuck is it just you? Like, you sound like such a narcissist right now and such an egotistical person, piece of shit. But I wanted to say that to him, but I didn't. I was like, I'm sorry. All I can do is meet up for you for a couple of hours, talk or whatever, get to know each other, have this conversation that we've waited for for so long, and then I'm going to take my ass home because I have shit to do tomorrow. I have to go out of state. And then he finally agreed to that, so I had to buy... I offered to pay for the drinks just because, you know, I'm stupid as fuck, okay? So I bought a fucking box, two boxes of, like, I think they were brews or something. And I took them all the way to where he was, to the Airbnb. So he took, his ass took like half an hour. And I remember texting him. Okay, so is this condos? like the name of the condo um complex and he was like damn i actually don't know and i asked him again and he would ignore my question that was another fucking red flag that i knew i knew i knew (laughs) i actually knew that that was a fucking red flag who would even say that like why was he denying that information or hiding that information for me as if i wasn't gonna find out already I don't fucking know. So, next thing you know, I asked him again, and he was like, just come in, honey. No need to ask questions. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You're actually saying this right now? Like, I don't, like, I can't believe people do this, you know? And, oh my god, I just, I can't believe I went through with it. I don't know. I was definitely not in the right mind. Like, I'm going to talk about this a little later, but I was not in the right mind. So I finally make it up the elevator, and the people kind of, the receptionists were kind of expecting me already, I guess, because, like, 
he told me to just say that I was here for an Airbnb. I didn't even give them an... I think I gave them the room number, but they didn't even pay attention. They were, like, talking. They were, like, gossiping with each other. And they were like, okay, yeah, sure, hey. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then I took the elevator. And I went inside. Um, surprisingly, he was a catfish. He was the person in the pictures, but... I don't know, it was just so... It was it was so like surreal. I felt like the whole thing was an out of body experience. Um he was taller than me, he was kind of more robust than I, he was stockier, like just built, but really tall. Or taller than me, not super tall, but yeah, taller than I. And he hugged me when I went in and I was like I found that a little bit strange, but um I was like whatever and then I sat down there was those kind of couches that kind of go around the corner there was a couch like that and I sat on the other side of the couch that he was sat on or whatever and (laughs) I remember him being like what the fuck like just kind of looking at me like oh wow like you're actually taking your distance I was like yeah hell yeah like in my mind I was like I just this is my first fucking the first fucking seconds of me seeing you and you expect me to like sit next to you and just be all on you like that is just not happening so i think that kind of threw him off i don't know what type of woman he is used to but definitely not my type so i went ahead and told him you know what um how was your day i started to kind of want to small talk with him and talk about anything like have you been how's your summer going like what's How's school been? You know, what are your plans for the summer? Whatever, you name it, the weather, whatever the fuck we were talking about. He kind of answered me, but he was smiling in such a weird way. Like, he was smiling in a way that... I mean, how do I explain it? He was smiling in a way that I knew that even though he was smiling, he was fucking annoyed at me. Like, he wanted to skip the conversation and clearly wanted to do, like, something else or talk about something else. Um, and as I started, like, it was very awkward. I was the one trying to talk, you know, throughout the beginning. It was just so fucking awkward. And he even mentioned it. It was so awkward, like, blah, 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 da 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 And then I told him, you know what, like, I don't know if you want me to leave. He said that he wasn't going to chase me, but he said, you know what, this isn't going to work. You're not showing me any emotion. Those were his exact words. You're not showing me any emotion while I'm showing you quote-unquote love. And this is when it started to get, you know, more uncomfortable because he sat next to me and he tried to make out with me, like just make out, like fully make out with me. And touch me in ways that were considered inappropriate um I pushed him away obviously I started pushing me no I started pushing him away several times and that seemed to annoy him even more he was like what the fuck like he just like huffed and puffed and like went back to his original seat on the couch and he seemed so frustrated in other ways in other words and I was like okay like I just met you I need some time to warm up I need some time to get to know you like I'm not I told you I wasn't gonna immediately have sex with you and not maybe maybe not even today like I never agreed to have sex with you today and 
you even send me this message saying that I didn't have to. And he repeatedly said, his response to this was simply like, you're making me feel like I'm not even wanted here or needed here. Like we shouldn't even be in the same room. So I was like, okay, like what is the reason that you're feeling like this? I'm actually trying to get to know you. And he was like, no, 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 put the sex out the window. Like, we're not even talking about sex. You're not showing me love. I was like, what the fuck does this man expect? Like, honestly, what does he expect? Like, that is just so irrational. And I don't even see the logic in that. So, that continued to happen. And I remember feeling on the verge of crying because I was so anxious, so, like, my anxiety was at a peak, like, it was at peak level, I was, I felt like I was going to explode, I felt like he was going to explode on me, like, with every time I rejected him, in a way, I felt that he was gonna, like, get verbally abusive, maybe, or get aggressive, I didn't know, he was carrying this weird-ass backpack, and he had it, like, far away from when we were sitting and he never showed me or he never even got close to it like to open it or or anything I was like please don't let this man have a weapon on him like I don't know his tendencies I don't know if he's an aggressive person in nature I don't know if he has rage issues like how the fuck would I know what do I do if I tried to leave and he and this just turns into the worst case scenario like what am I gonna do And I felt so cornered, and I felt so trapped, and I just remember, like, just kind of praying in a way in my head, please don't let this shit happen, don't, don't let the worst shit happen, please, and then he was like, come on, baby, just let me do what I was doing, and after several intents, he was, he continuously stopped, um, started touching me in the same ways like, under my clothes this time, under my clothing, under my under garments, like, underwear, um, he started to insert his fingers into me, and I remember just feeling completely, completely frozen, like, it was like I was numb, it was like I was unable to do anything at all I couldn't scream I couldn't yell at him I was just terrified I could not believe that this was happening and at the same time I did not want to believe that this was happening you know it was just like my mind left my body completely there were two different like two separate things and he started like he left bruises on my chest because of how hard he was doing certain things and I'll never forget it I I will never forget it because the next morning I I was going to take a shower and I I noticed the bruises on me and I should have taken a photo I should have but I was too in denial to do that um so he continued to do that and I said no no I pushed him back he got even more upset at the same time I wanted to stop doing that I wanted to stop pushing him back because I knew that there was going to be a time 
it was like a ticking time bomb. I didn't know what to expect from him, and I didn't know what he was capable of, and I did not know if he had a weapon on him or any kind of anything. Like, I don't know if he was going to get physical with me. And there was a moment where I will always, always, always feel like the culprit here. I will always feel guilty for doing this. But I... I kind of let him continue. I let him continue doing what he was doing. Even though I did not want it at all, I just stopped fighting it. And I will always hate myself for that. I will always resent myself for that. And I'm working towards not doing it. But I became a rag in his hands like for him to do anything. And I remember him wanting me, wanting to carry me towards the bedroom of that Airbnb. It was like the living room we were in, and then right next to it, it was the bedroom, one bedroom. And I remember him scooping me up and trying to carry me, and I was like pushing him with my foot. I was like, no, 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 please don't do this. And I think he saw the fear in my eyes, and my reaction kind of set him back a little and threw him off so he stopped trying that um and he was like baby please please let's do this we have to I want to do this so bad I want you I and I remember kind of having this internal conflict that I've been constantly talking about I remember being unable to think straight I was like should I do this or not if I don't do this, what will happen? If I do do this, then I don't want to do this. And just like tons of things going through my head in those two minutes. And I was like, okay, maybe I should do this. And maybe this will save me. Maybe this will avoid further conflict or him getting aggressive or mad or upset and making me feel this way. So... I went, okay, I I went into that bedroom, but I did not want to, and I kept expressing that I didn't want to, and at one point, I remember thinking to myself, this was my exact thoughts, I was like, is this sexual assault, am I being raped, am I being sexual assaulted, and he was like, I actually said that out loud, I think, and he was like, no, no, honey, no. Please don't make this look bad. You want it too. And that's when I started convincing myself, you know, maybe I do want it. Maybe I'm just overreacting. I started gaslighting myself and doubting myself and making me think that I was the crazy one. Like he was making me think that I was be- making something big out of nothing. So what follows is probably the the worst part I'm not going to be very detailed obviously because this is a podcast and this will be heard by many people but this is something real this is something fucking raw and real and it's hard to talk about it's hard to listen to and it's even harder to talk about but I guarantee you that I am just narrating what happened that day so uh, we even when he was taking my pants off I kept subtly telling him softly like I don't want to do this 
I don't think I'm ready for this today. And it was like he didn't hear me. It was like I was speaking to a wall. And in the end, again, I allowed it. I, I stopped fighting. I became just numb. I became a body without a soul, without anything. He did what he did. He... Um, he proceeded to have sex with me. Uh, vaginally. And... I remember not even flinching, not even... Not even blinking, almost. Limiting my breathing. I remember not even having eye contact with him. I was so shocked and so ashamed that I was looking away the whole time. And I remember that it hurt. It hurt. And it really fucking hurt. But I did not make a sound. I did not make a sound. Um... That was the first time around. He asked me if he could ejaculate inside me. And I don't know how I built the courage to say, no, don't do it. I don't want it to happen. He somehow... I think he did not listen to me in that sense either. So I had to go ahead and buy a plan B the next day. Uh, The second time around... In that same minute, about one minute or two passed and he was doing it again. Harder this time. Uh, He had his hand on my throat, gripping my throat. And I remember not even thinking anything at the time. I was, it was completely an out-of-body experience. It was like... Again, like, my mind left my body completely. Like, I left the moment I was just there, but I wasn't there. So, after that happened, I was, like, completely dissociated, I want to say. I was completely shocked. I was in so much denial and shock. And I remember pulling the covers of that bed like to cover my body and I didn't want to look at my body at myself I did not feel my body it's like I disconnected from reality in that moment and I just went ahead and uh, covered myself and kind of looked at him but in a way that I was looking at him but not seeing him and you know what his words were you know what those words were he was putting his shorts on he didn't even have underwear I I guess he came prepared I don't know he was looking at me from beside the bed and he was saying you know what honey this is one of those things I'm not going to be able to help you with so please figure it out you look lost a moment of silence here because what the fuck does that mean are you I'll never forget those words Like, I will never forget those words. They're, like, ingrained in my 
brain because for some reason I just feel like they kind of marked me you know they scarred me for life almost uh it was so degrading it was so 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 degrading hearing that I was like what the fuck just happened what are you saying to me um and then he went to the living room and sat there I don't know what he was doing um I stayed there for a few minutes. I went to the bathroom. I used the restroom. I peed after sex. So I get a UTI, I guess. I don't know what the fuck. I felt like my legs were numb. Then I put my pants back on. I tried to compose myself. I tried to, you know, put my hair in a ponytail or whatever. And I went outside and sat there. I sat there. I don't know why. I don't know what what I was trying to do, but I I acted like nothing happened. I acted like I I started talking to him in the most casual way about anything. And I even asked him what just happened. What was the best thing that happened today? What happened? He was like, "Well, for me, the best thing was meeting you. You know, that was the best thing. What do you mean?" And then he was like, we fucked, we did this, and we did that, we talked. He was, like, acting shy for some reason. And we were having the most casual conversation. We talked about life, about everything. I still don't understand why. Maybe it was a defense mechanism of my part. And then, as the night ended, he told me that he was going to call me and that... He was looking forward to meet my family someday if we had this relationship and that he would need to ask me to be his girlfriend in order for us to be in a relationship, etc., etc. We were just kind of vibing, essentially, and after that, the evening kind of started to come to an end. Um, And I left. I left that day in that Uber feeling like an absolute ghost like I don't know what just happened just in denial the whole time I felt invisible I felt like I wasn't human it was just such a weird weird sensation to describe um after that this was September October went by November as if nothing happened I was in shock for those two months then my birthday month came up, December. It started sinking in. The realization of what happened started sinking in. I started having, having weird dreams, nightmares about this incident. I started thinking about it more and more. And I didn't want to open up to anybody about this. I did not talk to anybody about this. So what I started doing was going on Reddit maybe like the sexual abuse subreddits and kind of telling my situation to random people and looking for support via anonymous sites like that. And every single one, I kid you not, every single one told me that he was a psychopath, a narcissist, a manipulator, and that he manipulated the whole situation 
and that he already knew what he was there for and that he already staged it in his head and played the part that I wanted him to be in order for him to be able to get to me and get what he wanted. Um, I think that they were right. And I could not believe and I didn't want to believe. Until this day, I still haven't come completely to terms with the fact that I was raped, sexually assaulted. But this, I have learned to accept it a little bit more. It's been really, really hard. Like, it has been super hard for me. Like, I don't know how to even put it. I think that um, it's taken a lot of thought and work to do that. I'm going to therapy at the moment, but I haven't really profound, profoundly discussed this with my therapist yet. I've brought it up a few times, but I'm not completely ready to actually work on it fully and expose this fully but all I can say is that I think dating apps have a serious problem because I didn't know who this guy was I didn't know what he was capable of I did not know that this was going to happen there are rapists there are sexual predators using your sites Okay, there's sexual predators using your sites. There's no filter, there's absolutely no background check, no filter, no way of knowing who's potentially dangerous and who isn't. So I advise dating sites and dating apps to regulate the situation because you could save a lot of people from traumatic experiences and events just like this. And I know that maybe it was my mistake to even believe him and to go to that Airbnb that day, but I don't think that justifies what he did. I could have been wearing whatever. I could have been wearing a bikini. Like, I could have been butt naked for, for fuck's sake, and no means no. Like, here in China and Mars, I don't give a fuck where I'm at. I don't give a fuck what you're wearing. No is no. And if someone does not consent openly and say, yes, I want to fuck you, yes, I want to have sex with you, then (laughs) that does not mean a yes. Like, I had no idea coercion was a form of sexual abuse and sexual assault until a few months ago. Um, I kid you not. So I think that it's really important to implement sexual education, not only STDs, pregnancy, how to prevent pregnancy, how to put on a condom. I think that consent is something that should be taught about in schools. I strongly believe this because this could avoid situations just like this and, you know, potentially dangerous things. And people need to understand what consent really means and when it is acceptable to have sex with somebody. Now comes the tough part. Um, why I didn't report, that is the million dollar question, isn't it? There's even an Instagram account that is dedicated to exteriorize the cases of women that or men that did not report their sexual assault cases and the reasons why they didn't report. I think this is a very complicated thing to talk about. In my case, I did not report because 
Number one, I was scared of my family of my family finding out that I had been sexually assaulted, that I had gone to an Airbnb with a guy that I met on a dating app. Of course, that would have repercussion on myself. And I knew that that would make me feel even more shittier than I already felt. I wanted to avoid that. Secondly, I kind of felt that I was at a loss. I'm sorry, at a loss because I agreed to go to that Airbnb and I knew that I would have to work so fucking hard and prove myself so fucking hard to the judicial system, to my to his lawyers, for example, to the people that I was that were going to represent me, to the people that were going to represent him, like people would not just believe me unfortunately this is the case for many sexual assault victims they have to work extra hard and prove themselves extra hard because people just don't believe them there's a thing called victim shaming and sadly in the justice system I feel like there is a tendency for Police workers, um, lawyers, including, um, to side with the predators, okay? And I've seen that pattern a lot in cases, whether it be my friends, family members, uh, acquaintances that have been through similar situations. I've seen it. And there's millions of people talking about it on that page that I mentioned, why I didn't report. There's even an Instagram hashtag, why I didn't report in there is a reason why people aren't reporting one of them being that the justice system will victim shame you they will dismiss your cases and i did not want to go through all that i didn't want to go i did not even want to see him again um a third cause that i didn't report was because i have BPD and BPD is already stigmatized enough and i have this fear that people would say that um, my mental condition would kind of uh, make them biased or just judge me for that and say that it contributed to me putting myself into that situation, which was not true, but I fear other people's opinions. And I think the ultimate reason is because I felt threatened. I felt threatened to report. I did not want to go through that situation again. I didn't want to relive it. I knew I was going to have to talk about what happened and be questioned. And I did not want to be questioned because it was already hard enough as it was. So this was my story. I kind of feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders, off my chest. I never thought I would be publicly talking about it. I... I feel very grateful for this podcast. I feel... Hopefully it gets approved. Um, If it doesn't, then I... I'm so sorry because I really tried. But I want each and every one of you... If you are a survival of any sexual crime... I applaud you because you are such a strong person. And I think there's a lot of work to do in society... To stop victim blaming and to start working towards strategies to end sexual abuse and sexual crime. 
I think we need to be educated more on the topic. And we don't need our voices to be shut down. So thank you so much for listening to my story. If you have any questions, please email us. I will leave the email in the description of this episode. So you could definitely email us with your questions if you need anything else. And that would be it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. It is always a pleasure to have you here. And see you next Sunday night.